So the Mishnah in Psachim, in the ninth parak, asks, Ma bein Pesach Rishon l'sheni? What's exactly the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni? And the Mishnah says, Harishain Asr Bebalyeiro, Balyei Matzeh, Vasheni Matzo Umar Imai Babayis. Pesach Rishon, we know, there's an Isr Balyeiro, Balyei Matzeh. You have to go and search out the Chametz, you have to destroy the Chametz, you can't have any Chametz in your Rishos, you can't see it, you can't find it. Pesach Sheni is different. We're able to sit here together, there's Chametz on the table, there's hamburgers being, being eaten, and then there's matzah, and then there's other things, there's rice even. So um, we see that there is a confluence of matzah and chametz together on Pesach Sheni, and that's exactly what the Mishnah said there should be. There's matzah, umar imay babayis, there's chametz and matzah and everything together in the house, as one. So you have the carbon Pesach and you have the Matzah, you have Chametz, no problem, no Balyera, Balyimatzeh, everything is just amazing. We're able to have a mixture of Pesach and Chayel and not Pesach. And I just was thinking that What's really the Nafkamina? What's the Mishnah telling us? That there's just some, there's chametz at our meal, but there isn't chametz a month earlier, Pesach Rishon. Pesach Rishon is, is an amazing yantif because it's the site of Emuna, and there's so many lessons to be taken, of course, from Pesach Rishon, Chinuch, Vigad Tolavincha, Emuna, the list goes on and on. Pesach is the bedrock of our of our yadus. There's one problem with with Pesach Rishon. The problem with Pesach Rishon is that we spend a lot of time destroying chametz. I mean, I'm a yekeb. By yekeb, Hanukkah is the time that you start cleaning your room for Pesach. Hanukkah. And I'm already like a watered-down yekka. The real yekkas already start like Matzai Pesach. Rumpelnacht is when they start looking for new, pe- new chametz. It's basically a very difficult, arduous process for people, especially for women, to go and to clean and to find and to destroy and to cover their steering wheel with, with, with aluminum foil. It's really hard to do all of that. There's a great piskum that always goes around right before Pesach that you should remember that dirt is not chametz and your kids are not the carbon Pesach. That's always a famous line that goes around. Dirt is not chametz, but yet we all make it such a great aveda because it's important. We don't want to be aver by yimatze. We don't want chametz in our rishos, so... We spend a lot of time and so much time that it's exhausting. And women, you know, they really get very stressed out by Pesach and the men also. There's so much physical activity that's done, if you're really into it, that comes the Leo HaSeder and it's really hard to stay awake. Forget the kids not falling asleep. The adults have to work on themselves not to fall asleep. 
I have a friend who, he invited us for Shabbos a couple of weeks ago, so he, uh, he went down to Orlando with his family. And sh- the wife was saying how amazing it was. It was like an amazing trip. Orlando, so we had a beautiful... And he, was, he kept on telling me, it was the worst thing in my life. I'm never doing it again. I had to schlep. I had to buy. I had to go to Home Depot down there. And I had to, to get a, uh, you know, one of those burners to, to clean the ovens. And it just never ended. I was exhausted. And luckily, the Seder was on Matzai Shabbos. Because if it was on a regular night, he said he would have been out cold. Now, obviously, the real mahus of Pesach Rishon is not to go crazy over the chametz, but obviously you have to do that also. But the lesson of chametz we all know is that chametz represents the Sahara, And we're really supposed to be scrubbing our hearts and looking very, very carefully and diligently for all of the, the, the chametz that's within. There's a beautiful Misa that's told about one of the Vishnitzer Rebbe's that he did a bedika with all the Hidurim on the Leil HaBedika. And then at the end of the Bedika, he starts opening up his shirt. And he says to his Gabai, who was right behind him, he says, now that we did a Bedika on my house, now I want you to do a Bedika in my heart. I want you to check out my heart for Chametz. And this Gabai was no ordinary Gabai, apparently. And he said, Rebbe, we don't have to do that. He says, the Mishnah says, Any place that you don't bring chametz and you don't need to do a particular Rebbe brings no chametz into his, into his heart. But that's really what's supposed to happen Pesach Rishon. We're supposed to be busy searching for the chametz that's within. But alas, we're so busy superficially looking for the outer chametz that we forget about the inner chametz and it gets lost in the shuffle and all the Aveda kasha of preparing for the seder. We lose sight of what's supposed to really be. What is the seder? The seder is really supposed to be a time of searching for chametz, of bettering ourselves, of improving ourselves, getting closer to the Rabbi Nishleim. The beauty of Pesach Sheni is that there's no need for bedikah. There's no need for beer. You have chametz and matzah, imay babayas. It's beautiful. You have everything together as one. There's no, no one did any bedikahs last night. Nobody did any. I didn't see any, any, any sreifas this morning. You just go right in and you eat what you want. You have the carbon Pesach and you have the matzahs and you have the chametz. And it's all together, which means that Pesach Sheni is a time that the Rabbi gives us to really work on the inner mahus of Pesach Rishon. It's a second chance. It's known as the Yantav of second chances, Pesach Sheni, because the people came to Meshav and they said, we missed out the first time. Lama Nigara, why should we lose out the second time? Give us another chance. And HaKadosh Baruch said, okay, we'll give you Pesach Sheni. But you don't find that anywhere else. You don't find that they got a, a sukkah sheni, a shvur sheni. You don't get that. By Pesach, we get a second, a second chance. You know why? Because Pesach is very similar to another mitzvah that takes place in about a half a year, and that's called tshuva. It's a time that we get a second chance to correct what we did wrong. 
And if we missed out on Pesach Rishon because we were Bederach Rechaika, or we were Tommy, we weren't able to think about what we were supposed to be doing properly, Pesach Rishon, we missed it out. We, we went through the whole Pesach Rishon, but we missed the boat because we didn't properly appreciate what we had, and therefore we sort of didn't do the Mitzvah Sayyim. We weren't able to properly be Baidik and cleanse the inside HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to give you a Pesach Sheni to correct that. And now we have the opportunity to not just emerge, immerse ourselves in the mitzvah Hayyim, but in the depths of it. And to understand that we have to cleanse our soul. When it comes to tshuva, there's Rabbeinu Yaina in Shari Tshuva, Aleph Tess, he says that every tshuva, whatever tshuva you do, it works. There's a tshuva that's mechaper for everything, depending on your madrega. But, he says, it depends how much work you put in to the tshuva process, which will affect the result. So he says that if you, like let's say, I, my mush always is, let's say if I get something on my tie. So I say, can I have some water? And I put a little water on it. It'll get a lot of it out, but it'll still have a stain on it. If I take some seltzer, it'll get more of it, more of it out, and it'll be a better cleaning. But to really get the entire stain out, you've got to just bite the bullet and send it to the dry cleaner and let, them, let the professionals take care of it. Then you'll get it out mamish totally. And that's what Shuva is, says Rabbi Niyani. He says, according to how much scrubbing you do, that's how much the kapar will be. If you do a little scrubbing, it'll help, but you'll still have a stain. You go up to Shemayim, don't be shocked if there's still some residue of that sin. But he says, if you really go and you are able to be mechabes the beged, utechabes hanefesh min oven, and you're able to cleanse the soul from the sin, kifiyasher techabes es liba, based on how much scrubbing you do, that's how much kapar you'll have. Because the scrubbing that people put in in Pesach Rishain to the physical, really on Pesach Sheni we have an opportunity, a second chance at Shuvah, if you will, to go and do that scrubbing within. There's a story with the Chavitz Chaim that the Chavitz Chaim was very against having a wood floor installed in his house. He liked the old-fashioned dirt floors and his wife was very insistent that she wants to put in a new floor, a new wood floor. Everyone else is getting it. She wants it too. And she says, absolutely not. I'm very against it. And this is a hard part of the story to understand. But he went on a, on a trip somewhere for some Davosh Dusha, of course. And when he left, his wife had the guy come and install the floor without his rishos. And you can imagine when the Chavetz Chaim came home, and he saw the floor installed in his home that he really did not want. He was not happy. But he's the Chavetz Chaim, so he didn't really say anything. But then, on Erev Shabbos, excuse me, on Erev Shabbos, he saw his daughters on their hands and knees scrubbing the floor. And he says, Nebuch, he says, could you imagine if all of that effort that's being invested in, in scrubbing some floor 
would be instead put into scrubbing one's heart. This is what the Ebenezer writes in his famous Zemmer of Kieshmer Shabbos. Alkein achabes boy libi kebiris. On Shabbos, I'm going to scrub my heart. I'm going to cleanse my heart like with soap because that's really the mahus of tshuva. Tshuva is not about doing things externally. It's about doing things internally, going inside the heart, opening up the button of your shirt where your heart is and trying to get within and cleanse it. That's Pesach Rishon, but unfortunately Pesach Rishon doesn't always work out that way because we get obsessed with the external. Pesach Sheni has the beauty of chametz and matzah together, so we can have, we don't have to worry about the, the physical cleansing, so we can have time to work on the internal cleansing. I want to just share with you a story that I only told once before. I told it in Yeshiva. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I'm assuming that most of you were not here for it, so I'm going to take the liberty of repeating it. It's a very frightening story, and it's a very, uh, but it's a great story in my opinion. But when I relive it, it's scary. So when we did construction on our house, going back, uh, I don't know, I guess five years ago. So we, we had to move out of our house for like a year, year and a half. We moved to my mother in Long Beach and I was commuting with the kids every day. Yitzi's still smiling about it. It was uh, not so easy. But fine, we moved in and everything was really, really beautiful. And it was the first week and we were enjoying the expanded house and we had a... Uh, you know, beautiful, everything was really, really nice. We put in brand new wood floors in the living room, in the dining room, in the living room, dining room, and, and, the, and the side uh, side rooms. Anyway, it was like Kimat the first week that we moved in. And you know, you like keeping things perfect. And my wife asked me to do a certain job. We were invited to a Sheva Brachis and she was asked to, like, we were going to give benchers out of the Shavarachas and the Minig, whatever, that they wanted to do was to put a picture of the Chassan and Kala and glue it onto the, onto the bencher. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but as I said, that, that's what the Minig was. So, okay, your wife tells you to do something, you do it. So, I went into one of these brand new rooms, and I had a, um, like, a vial of crazy glue. And I was, like, just, like, putting a drop on, pressing the picture down, putting a drop on, pressing, I put it down, and then like, I don't know, I, I got distracted by something, and all of a sudden, I was reaching for the crazy glue, and it wasn't there, and it spilled all over this brand new floor, right in the middle, like I couldn't cover it with a carpet, it was like right in, a, in the middle of this floor, <laughs> brand new, like it was straight out of the box from the, from the contractor, and and I didn't know what to do. It was like, it was really, really bad. So I was like trying to, you know, clean it with like a wipe, with a, with a shmata, with a, it was just making it worse. It was like getting deeper into the, into the wood. And I did not want my wife coming home and seeing that. Okay, it would not be good on many levels. I ran across the street to a neighbor of mine. I said, you know, I, I looked, like, I, like, like desperate. I was mamish going crazy. Now I could talk about it calmly, but I'm telling you, I was, 
I was crazy. And I said, you have Gugan. He says, yeah, he, he brings out Gugan. I put Gu- I threw like a whole bottle of Gugan on it. I thought that would like, you know, gets the stickers off the stuff at the mikvah. I figured how, how bad could it be? So, you know, it was making it worse. Like whatever I was doing was making the blotch like worse. It was like a negat saras. You know, it was like mamish vuvala kind. I was looking for a kind to try to get rid of this negat saras. And mamish was. So the kind happened to take the form of Google. So I, I Googled how to get rid of, how to get, it's an amazing thing, Google. How to, how to get rid of crazy glue from a brand new floor. <laughs> so Google Paskind, that you need something called acetone. Acetone is, um, it's basically the stuff that like nail polish remover is made of. It's a very strong chemical. But I said to myself, listen, even if I get this, by the t- it was, it's already been sitting here for like an hour, two hours. It's deep in the wood. I think I even like scratched the wood like in my, in my fury to try to get it off of this brand new floor. But anyway, I said, I have to try it. So I, I flew, like in my car, and mamish flew through every stop sign, through every traffic light. I had to because my wife was coming home soon. And I needed to get this off the floor by then. And um, so I, I go to the local hardware store. So I said, do you have acetone? He says, I have, one. it was not much like the nase of Hanukkah. He had pach echad munach, munach b'chaysamash l'kayin gadol. He had one, but it had, he didn't have like a little one. He had like an industrial size one. I had to spend like $30 on this thing. And I brought it home. And I put some on a shmata, and I started like rubbing it into the floor. And I'm telling you, every single speck of the crazy glue that was dry, that was splattered, that was scratched into the floor, came off perfectly. There was not a single remnant of that crazy glue on the floor. It was like mamish, it was cleaner. I like even cleansed it more. It was like the floor looked shiny now, looked beautiful. And just as I was finished cleaning it, like, like a movie, my wife walks right through the door. Hi, honey, how you doing? How was your day? Great. <laughs> and why am I telling this story? Because that story is the mahus of tshuva. That's Rabbeinu Yaina. When I, when I went through this, after like my, my temperature level dropped a bit and, I, you know, and I, my blood pressure stabilized, I realized that the Rabbeinu Shalom was showing me something. This is the kayak of tshuva. Tshuva means that no matter what we did, no matter what type of chametz we have in our heart, no matter what we have destroyed with our mouths, with our ears, with our, with our hands, with our eyes. Whatever we've done, we could be mechaper for it. All we have to do is find the acetone, which is tshuva, and apply a little bit on our heart and start scrubbing. It might be in a Shemayna Esrei by Mayrev, it might be a in a, in a halal. 
It could be by Kriya Shmalamita. It could be any time. It could be Islam. You're sitting on a bus and you have a hero tshuva. But when you think about doing tshuva and you mean it, tshuva has the ability to cleanse any stain. Don't ever allow the Sahara to make you believe that there are stains that cannot be cleansed. Every stain can be cleansed. L'chol tshuva, timsa slicha. There is slicha for every l'chol chet, every avera. You just have to work hard on scrubbing it out. Pesach Rishon is a time that we scrub a lot physically and hopefully some of it will seep into the inner, but very often it doesn't. The people that were Tame Nefesh, the people that realized we missed the boat with Pesach Rishon, they said, Lama Nigara, please give me a second chance. I want to do tshuva. I want to have the ability to revisit Pesach Rishon and to be mechaper for the sins that I was supposed to be cleansing, but I didn't because I was so busy. And the Rebbein Shalom could have made this Mishnah go away and said, okay, no chametz Pesach Sheni also. You have to clean, you have to do beer, you have to do sreifa, and then we'd be here sitting exhausted. HaKadosh Baruch says, no, 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 none of that. You can have your chametz. Bring it all in. But the Aveda of Pesach Sheni, because you asked for a second chance, I'll give it to you. And I'm not going to make you distracted by any physical cleansing because tonight is a night that we're going to work on, our, on ourselves and our inner. We're going to scrub and we're going to, we're going to sing and we're going to get close to the Rebbeinu and we're going to use all of that energy that we put into Pesach Rishan's cleaning into the tshuva of Pesach Sheni. And this is the legacy of those great people that understood that we need a second chance, Rebbeinu don't, don't let this... We don't want to have missed Pesach Rishon. We understand that it was too valuable. What should we do? I'll give you Pesach Sheni. And you're going to have chametz and matzah, imay, babayas, everything in the house. You'll have chametz. We bring chametz into the meal also. We bring chametz. We have our averis. But now that we have our, our averis and we see them in front of us, we can get to work a little bit. It's not a big, big job. The Chavitz Chaim said it's very easy to do tshuva. Don't think it's like impossible. It's not impossible. It's a little bit of charata. It's a little bit of avido. It's a little bit of aziva sachet, kabbalah la'asid. And that's it. You're done. But if we do it, and we do it now, we'll be different people. We'll be Pesach Sheni Yidin. Remember, there was one time, it was a, it was a Shabbat Shuvah, and by Shalashudis, I, uh, I said to the Eilam that, you know, I have a drasha to say, and it's, gonna, it's about Shuvah again. You heard, my, you heard it this morning, I'm going to repeat it. I said, how about this? Instead of actually just giving an inspirational or quasi-inspirational drasha about the halachas of Shuvah, about the concept of Shuvah, how about we spend the next 20 minutes actually just doing tshuva? And we actually just did tshuva. We just did harata. We, I explained how it made sense to have harata on our past and how it makes sense to be misvada, to confess, and how we want to have a brighter tomorrow together with a revenge from close. Let's just do it. And everybody walked out of that shalashudas just doing tshuva. We were, we were like new people. It wasn't, I didn't have to inspire somebody so that maybe they should do tshuva. So I'm making an appeal right now 
that let's do tshuva right now together. I know it's not the season for tshuva, but it is. I'm telling you that Pesach Sheni really is the greatest season of tshuva. So let's have charata. Just think. Just think a little charata. I don't want to be that person that I was yesterday. I don't want to have all those averas that I'm saddled with and I'm going to have to bring up to the Elam Emes. I want to have a good tomorrow. I want to, I want to enjoy tomorrow. I want to think like... I want to breathe. I want to be, be myself. I want to be who I want to be. I want to be a, a, an Eved Hashem. And you've been a little bit prepared that, you know, I, I messed up and I'm sorry. And that's it. We just did tshuva. And we go forward from Pesach Sheni, marching into, through Sfirah Salimer to Kabbalah Satayra, mamish with tshuva. Man we can camp by the foot of our Sinai, change people, all because we were Zeicha to this beautiful day called Pesach Shemim.